Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. I am one half of the duo. My name is David Kozlowski, if you're new to the podcast. And with me, as always, is the Lady of Rage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm, now- I'm, bringing, I'm bringing my 49.5%. Yes. <laughs> so the Lady of Rage, for any of you out there that ever li- listened to hip-hop in the 90s, early 90s, she was one of my favorite rappers she had these these cool afro hair puffs. So that instead of like um, instead of like a uh, what are the you know when girls wrap their hair up in balls like on the sides of their heads? Well, she had these afro puffs, and she had this song that says "Rage." Uh, I rock rough and stuff with my afro puffs. Rage. And so Heidi was talking to me before <laughs> the podcast, and Heidi had a confession that we cannot post, we cannot talk about. We will reference to and make fun of lightly. Not sarcastically, right? Not trying to hurt. Make fun of it just a little bit, just to really land home today's episode. And so, Heidi, that's why I introduce you today as the Lady of Rage, because Heidi had a moment. Okay, guys? She had a little moment. (laughs) Wasn't her best moment. Was closer to one of her worst moments, but not the worst, but definitely not on the best side. And so we talked about it for a really long time before the podcast. So today what you're going to (laughs) get is you're going to get a 15-minute-ish podcast, the highlights of why it is important to keep on using the tools that you learn from listening to Light the Fight, that you've learned from anybody that's inspired in your life, a good book, a podcast, a talk show, a YouTuber, wherever you get your inspiration, whatever you've learned and been trained to have really good things going on in your life, good habits, good tools. You need them more in the times when things are the most stressful. But a lot of times that's the times when we wanted to say, forget it. Like when we don't want to use our tools, that's when we know the stress and the burnout has <laughs> gotten really bad because like, this isn't fair. This isn't right. Why do I have to well, put up with this? And David also, David and Brandon have about, you know, two hours of recorded um, <laughs> like like I, I i gotta really watch what i say now because um mm. because it's really on the line <laughs> yeah because if we if we post that we could just we could have you canceled in a heartbeat i'm just joking not that uh, kind of canceled she would actually <laughs> she would honestly i told heidi i said heidi if we clipped a couple things out of what we just said for two hours what she said and my response is <laughs> I go, Heidi, we would soar to the top. We, this would be the most shared. We'd be celebrities in the podcast world. But who is this podcast? Because it was raw. <laughs> you wouldn't be canceled. And I'm laughing now, guys. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> Just to be clear, you guys, she wouldn't be canceled because she didn't say anything that was like, like bad or mean. 
it was just a deep confession about some person. I would cancel. I'd have to cancel myself. Is yeah, she would have happen. to get off all social media because <laughs> she'd be so, oh my gosh, I can't believe that people heard me say that because it was just about family stuff, personal stuff inside her own life. But the good thing about it is we lit some incense. We got rid of the evil spirits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 got, we got rid of all the bad juju. And now we're back to give you some delicious learned experiences. And we're going to talk a little bit about burnout for a couple different reasons. Heidi's been running in. She's been, you know, when you hit your, when your car hits those RPMs, it starts like makes that. Well, Heidi's been running herself like she's a Ferrari with all due respect, Heidi, none of us on this podcast are a Ferrari. Ferrari engine. You don't have a Ferrari engine. Brandon doesn't have a Ferrari engine. I think more realistic, we should see ourselves more like just a good like Ford Explorer, just something reliable, <laughs> maybe like a Buick Skylark, you know, something just like old, reliable, old, faithful, right? Brandon could be a 97 Corolla, right? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Nothing fancy, just, you know, just, you know, get you from here to there, daily driver, right? We're just a daily driver. What I'm saying is that when we run ourselves hot, when we run ourselves too fast, we tend to blow some gaskets. We tend to get burned out. And so we're going to talk to you for a few minutes because we literally cannot share that much personal stuff about Heidi. Now we've got all of our listeners going, ooh, they're getting popcorn. Like, oh, please share more about Heidi, right? But what we decided to do is to take a conversation I had earlier today. Um, I was honored enough to um, be asked by our sponsor, 1-800-CONTACTS, to give, uh, you know, I'm a mental health professional and everybody knows when you get burned out on the job, your mental health is going to slack a little. Okay. We all know that it's going to affect us in that way. So I was fortunate enough to just talk to them about burnout from a perspective of a mental health professional, not to diagnose anyone with mental health issues. But if you look at what are the real big symptoms of burnout, what creates the cycle of burnout, we find out that if we don't address it, if we don't get after it and, and really take it serious, there's a chance, not always guaranteed that it could really turn into more mental and emotional issues. It can cause you to withdraw from your loved ones. It can cause you to, to quit a job that you can't afford to quit. Lord knows I've done that before. I've been so burned out. I'm like, I quit. And then also I'm like, oh, wait, I have to pay bills still? I thought if I quit, I don't have to pay rent that month. Found out in my early 20s, doesn't work that way. So <laughs> if you're out there listening to this podcast saying you're dreaming, like I do, about quitting your job, and going to work for Costco, I always say it. I want to be the guy at the exit that looks at your receipt, smiles. Hey, how you doing today? What's up, Jane? What's up, John? How's it going? Like, just get to know all the customers. Smile. Write my write the signature. Make sure they they're not stealing anything. And let them go. That's what I. That's my happy place that I go to for my dream job when I get. I want to just like rent beach chairs out to people. Okay. In Mexico. Well, let me change my dream job. During the day, I'm working as Costco, right, guy. And during the morning, I'm teaching surfing lessons. And at night, I'm making sushi. So if we want to go all the way, we can go all the way. But you guys get the point, right? We all have our imaginary dream job. So to help you with burnout, you don't have to dream about quitting your job. Now, I'm not saying that quitting your job sometimes is not the right. Sometimes it is the right answer, right? That's not the right job for you. But I think in most cases, quitting your job is things we fantasize about. Quitting relationships. Or quitting responsibilities, quitting responsibilities, or let's say, let's pretend that this is one that Heidi can relate to 
quitting certain things that we decided to help our kids with because our kids didn't respond to it the way we thought they're going to. They didn't appreciate our help. And instead of, you know, quitting it, we just held it deep down inside. We didn't tell them. And then one day we just blow up on them as if they knew what we were thinking the whole entire time. Okay. Got a feeling Heidi knows a close friend that can relate to that. Okay. Yeah. This friend I know. Yeah. So let's talk about burnout for a moment. Now, Brandon and I put together this great presentation for this. We're very proud of it. Um, But I'm just going to give you some of the highlights, you guys, because I meant what I said. When we're talking about burnout, that means we're going to do a short podcast so that we don't get burned out. Heidi doesn't continue her burnout. Instead, we want her to slam on the brakes, flip a U-turn, and go in the other direction. Okay. So what we just, what we talked about in this presentation and, you know, any of you listening to this that happen to work for 1-800-CONTACTS, if you're on the call, thank you for participating. we got such great feedback and people, you know, gave advice and suggestions because I asked people, what do you do to help you with burnout? I had some great answers. I mean, I almost thought that they were like mini mental health professionals, but you can tell these people put a lot of work into avoiding getting to the bottom of their tank before they tried to work on being burnt out. Because obviously, as you know, you never want to go to the doctor and them saying, hey, you know, you have serious heart issues. You better start working on that now. You want to be able to catch it earlier before it gets out of control. Same thing with cancer, same thing with mental health, same thing with burnout, right? So what we did was we labeled it down to there's three specific things that you can work on to help you avoid burnout. Now, first of all, let's define burnout, okay? So Brandon, can you pull that up for me really quickly or did you post it in the chat already? Okay, Brandon. One second here. You can go ahead and clip this or we just leave leave our listeners just hanging for the good stuff. Sorry, I didn't. I mean, whichever. Whichever. I didn't tell you I was going to put you on the spot like this, so. Yeah, it's totally okay. Maybe one second. You want the quote, right? Yeah, let's, let's do the quote. And then pull it. Could you also, after that, start working on pulling up the three levels of cardio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll also just text the whole PowerPoint to the group chat right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yeah, what am I doing? I have it on my phone. I can just read it. Since we're paused at the moment, I got to clip this anyways. Heidi, since I am sending it to you, I would like your uh, thoughts on the design of it. Yeah, this is looking good, Brandon. Oh, thank you. Really good. Yeah, they were very, very happy with what we did. In fact, they may even ask us to, because I'm going to be doing these. Remember during the pandemic, I was doing these like basically support groups for 1-800-CONTACTS. They called me up out of blue and said, can you do those again? But since we have a lot of new people since that time and they have new locations all around the country, Austin, Texas, I think Seattle, Washington, they said, can you do it like this thing about burnout today? Because they were going to hire some like, speaker motivational guy to do about burnout was trying to sell them they said we'll just have david do it and so that way it kicks off to us doing these support groups again they call it associate connect so i'm gonna be doing like one of those month basically be running like in-house social health support groups for 1-800 so that's cool and so we decided to put together this really good solid presentation that they could keep with themselves they can look in and check in to see where they're at and also it helps to start the conversations when we do these little support group meetings so cool Ready to go back on, Brandon? 
Okay, because I have it up on the chat. I can just read it off my phone. Yeah, we're good. Okay. All right, so here we have it. So definition of burnout. We found this burnout from um, one by the name of Ayla uh, a Pines and Elliot Aronson. Sorry, I know. Uh, sorry if they happen Those to are two of like the hardest names, right? Those are really not typical names. Interesting, very exotic names, cool names. I like them. Okay. So here's the definition of what is burnout that I found that I really liked a lot. A state of physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion caused by long-term involvement in emotionally demanding situations. So to all of our listeners, congratulations, you're burned out. Okay? <laughs> That's what it's saying. You're burned out. Every single. You're, Every burned, out. you're you. burned out. You're 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 burned out. Double burnout. Triple burnout. Okay. So now. What I, what I did was I just took something that I've used with my clients in my private practice, and I put in this presentation to help understand people so they can see some of the signs of being burned out, okay? One of the signs is you're at, you have an attitude change. So basically, when there are feelings of being burnt out, it is natural to be more negative towards work and colleagues. Outside of work, you tend to be thinking of the dread of having to go back to work the next day. Facts. Okay. I think everybody waking or just could could we just say it out loud right now? The just not wanting to wake up and take care of your kids again. Yeah. We left the heavy ones off this list, but everybody can imagine (laughs) where this could lead to, right? This (laughs) the second one, and these are now right now we're going over the signs of burnout. Okay. The second one, physical changes. Energy levels drop, sleeping issues arise. Headaches, you get sick easier, irregular eating habits, concentration, and focus diminish. Now, this one in particular, these are all precursors. If it were to continue on for a long period of time and get worse, these are all, well, not all of them, but some of these are signs and symptoms of depression as well. So keep that in mind, okay? Next one, another uh, sign of burnout, social changes. Isolating yourself from coworkers, friends, family, et cetera being withdrawn from conversations going on around you and losing interest in activities outside of work you used to enjoy. Again, some of those are signs of anxiety and depression. Next one, work performance changes. Metrics start slipping. So your work performance starts decreasing. Feeling your work isn't, you start feeling your work isn't, your work isn't important. Calling out of work more often due to the need to recharge and or resentment, irritation towards customers, management, and coworkers. This is me, every job I had in my 20s. Okay, obviously, <laughs> symptoms, obviously symptoms may vary for people, but this just kind of gives you a range to, to see, hey, these are some of the signs of burnout. Now, I'm going to scroll down to my definition, and this is the definition that I came up with, the opposite of burnout. The opposite of burnout is not avoiding stress. It is being competent. And managing, planning, and recognizing the patterns of stress in your life to break the cycle. Okay, everyone's heard that saying, "Knowing's half the battle." That's what this is saying. So, if you know what's causing you to be burned out, that's you know it. Okay, that's what it is. But how many of us know what we need, but we can quickly debate with ourselves and come up with good reasons why? It doesn't pay to put effort to change it. So, for example, I know a lot of people work from home remotely. 
working from home remotely is great as it can be in certain ways. I believe now, I don't know everyone. I've talked to everyone that has a job that works from home remote. I believe that it is, it is causing an increase in burnout in many work situations and many organizations partly due. Now there's lots of benefits from it with the gas prices right now. A lot of people are like, Hey, I'm saving money, but let's think about it this way. Don't we all make a determination on when we spend money on something? If it's going to give us a return on something, if it's going to benefit our lives, we can validate spending money on something like online shopping. Let's say you see a pair of shoes that you really like and you're like, oh, I can't really afford it. I mean, I can't, I kind of can afford it. And then you go back and forth. And if it's really that great of a pair of shoes, you really like a lot, you can say, you know what? I need to treat myself. I need to reward myself. Yeah, I might have to, you know, eat home at lunch a little bit, but those shoes are something I really like. And when I wear them, it's going to make me feel better about myself and have more confidence. Okay, I'm going to spend the money. Well, when it comes to burnout, I find out that people are less likely to spend money, time, and effort to change the things that burn them out than they are to just succumb to it. So if you've been a long-time listener here at the podcast, you hear me say this a lot. You only find what you're looking for. You only get better at what you practice. So by that definition, if you're looking for ways to get out of being burned out, you're going to find that. And also by that definition, if you get better at avoiding the things that you could do to avoid being burned out, you get better at being burned out. You become a professional at it. You start to change your whole entire life so that your whole entire life has to adapt to you just accepting that burnout is part of your existence. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. You may have the tools from Light the Fight. You may have the tools from other great areas in your life, but you've gone back and forth and you said, it doesn't pay to put the time, money, and effort to fight the burnout because I've tried this, I've tried that, and it just doesn't work. So I, why would I spend time and money when it's not going to pay off, right? I see a lot of people kind of just come to that reality. It's almost like a relief when they decide to not do anything. Now, I'm not saying it helps you in the long run, but I know a lot of people, myself included, that have come to a point where I was battling back and forth in my mind if I should try on something, if I should put the effort into it. And then after I was so tired because I couldn't make a decision, the decision was made. And I said, you know what? It just, it is what it is. I guess this is just my life and I have to accept it. I have to live my truth. My truth is my life is crappy and that's just what it is. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of people, whether they realize it or not, and I don't think anyone intentionally does it, Sometimes it's easier just sur to surrender to the burnout than to have to climb that mountain. Because when we look up and we see how big of a mountain is a climb, it gets intimidating. Tackling the things that create us to feel exhausted, worn out, and burnout, that takes a lot of energy. And if we're burnt out, we're low in energy. So we don't want to use the energy we have left. We got to use that energy for just taking our kids to school, you know, just getting to work and getting home. The going to work, Coming home, recharging, sleeping, going to work, lifestyle, regardless whether you work at home, you're a business owner, you work for a company, that cycle is so easy to get into. You don't have to take a class on how to be burned out. Just don't do anything to address it and you'll become an expert at it. We'll give you a PhD, a light the fight. For, don't freak <laughs> out PhD from light the fight. 
and a you're burned out PhD from Light the Fight. We'll give it to you and you can earn it in dates. 36 hours. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go over one more thing real quick and then we're going to say a couple of comments and we're going to wrap it up. Like I said, we don't want to be more burned out by talking about being burned out. Okay. So next, I came up with these three things a long time ago in um, just counseling. I actually came up with it with a teenager a long time ago. And so I'm sharing on this presentation. I'm sharing on this podcast right now with you. So how to recover from burnout. There are three main areas you can focus on when it comes to being able to recover from burnout, improving your work cardio, your social cardio, and your physical cardio. Now let's talk about cardio for a second. The reason why I use cardio as being the analogy or the metaphor is that probably analogy is a better way to say it is that when someone starts to do an activity, let's say you're like me, you know, you haven't played basketball in a really long time and you go out there and you want to shoot around. You're not even playing a game. You're shooting around for a little bit. Next thing you know, you're really tired. Well, I'm sitting there going, man, I can run on the treadmill. I can surf. I can do other things for a while, but I got really tired from playing basketball. Well, that's because my basketball cardio is low. Well, why is my basketball cardio low? Because I never play basketball. Now, what do you think would happen, Heidi, after playing basketball my whole entire life, taking 12 years off, and I started playing again? Do you think if I kept at it and kept on going, my basketball cardio would go up, meaning I could play longer and longer every single time as long as I kept up with it consistently? The obvious answer yeah. is yes. Right? Yeah. It's yes. So the same thing I want you to think about your work cardio. So on this list, I'll just read it out real quickly to you. Work cardio. Scheduling time to go into the office and participate in workplace activities. Now, this is especially important for people that work remotely. But even if you do go into the, active, into the office, when you first start working for a company, remember how excited you are because it was fresh? If they have like, hey, we're doing this after get together. We're going to go hang out. We're going to do this thing. We're doing this fundraiser for the company. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like You kind of get jazzed. You get excited. You're all in it. But when you get burned out, you're like, that's the last thing I want to do is stay here for another half an hour. You can give me a gift card. You can pay me money, give me gas, whatever it is. I just <laughs> want to go home, recharge, and just I'm just trying to live to fight another day. I just want to come back, all right? So what happens is, and let me continue reading this first. Work, so with work cardio, work has more meaning if you have face-to-face -face interactions with people at work instead of just, Zoom meetings, Microsoft team meetings, emails, those interactions don't really give you better work cardio. Those interactions are just part of the job. Better work cardio comes from having better relationships with people at work. You don't mind staying late to work on a project if you are in a connection and a partnership and like the people you're working with, or at least respect them. How many of you out there listening to this? have stayed at work later to help someone else out that had nothing to do with you, but you knew they would do that for you because they've proven that because you've been around them and you have a relationship in the work environment. The next one is social cardio, making plans and taking steps to interact with family and friend relationships, despite it being inconvenient or taking away from your time to recharge from work. That's a big one. Social cardio. This is where I came up with this with a teenage girl many, many years ago. She had a lot of social anxiety. Her idea of how to deal with social anxiety was to avoid social situations. Well, that got so bad where she wasn't going to school. She wasn't hanging out with her friends. 
and they stopped calling because they're tired of getting told no or her ghosting them and not responding. She was like, well, they know I have social anxiety. I'm like, that's why they're calling. Cause they know if you have social anxiety, the opposite of social anxiety isn't hiding from social situations. It's going into social situations and getting more familiar and comfortable with it so that you can vibe them out. You can learn how to talk with people till then eventually you're more comfortable, AKA your social cardio improves. The last one, physical cardio, exercise, healthy eating, and sleeping habits are vital to recovering from burnout, especially when your energy levels have dropped drastically from being burned out. That one, I think goes, that one speaks for itself. Everyone knows that if you don't get a good night's sleep, good luck the next day. Maybe you could pull it off for a day or two, but people have real sleeping issues out there. I'm not saying it's just as simple as like, you know, just like listen to an audiobook at night or, you know, some ocean noises. If you have some real sleeping issues out there, I'm not saying those aren't real. I'm saying then you can relate to how that can just drastically increase the probability that you're not going to want to work out the next day and they're going to do the bare minimum. So sleep, eating, exercising, those are all things that people have done at certain times in their life. They felt better, but the longer we go without doing them, we start to sell ourselves out. We start to make debates in our mind why it's not worth our time or energy or we can't afford it. I was listening to this one guy on YouTube and he said, uh, someone came up to him cause he's like a fitness guy and he's like, used to be a former military Navy SEAL. And they asked him say, Hey, you know, I really want to go running. I really want to do these things, but you know, like, you know, I can't find a gym, you know, I can't do this, can't do that. And he's like, can you give me some advice? Like how I can get back in into shape. And this is what the guys, the Navy SEAL guys advice. He goes, do you have a pair of shoes? He goes, yeah. Cause he was saying he couldn't afford a gym membership, stuff like that. He goes, you have a pair of shoes? He goes, yeah. Can you put them on? He goes, yeah. He goes, do you have a door? He goes, what do you mean? Like a door that leads outside of your house? He goes, yeah. Can you walk through it? He goes, yeah. Do you have land, ground, dirt, concrete outside? He goes, yeah. Can you walk on it? He goes, yeah. Can you run on it? He goes, yeah. Do that. And it was so basic. But what I laughed about it, because obviously he was being serious and intense, and then he gave some other advice. He said, the biggest challenge to you getting out and doing something is in between your own ears. I've always laughed, hey, the hardest part about working out the gym is getting to the front door. That's it. Once you're there, you'll figure the rest out. But just getting there. So again, Work cardio, social cardio, physical cardio. These are the three components you can work on. I like using the cardio example is because if you want to decrease burnout, then you have to realize where in your normal day-to-day routine are you low in that cardio? What, like, can you run a, can you run a four, uh, a four mile race socially? Can you talk like the equivalent of, of four miles or are you like 40 feet? Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Avoiding everything <laughs> all the way to your house not saying hi to your neighbors, not having conversations. Yeah. Sometimes we don't have time to talk to people, but after the pandemic, what I found out is people have become more creative in convincing themselves that they don't need to put focus on their work, social and physical cardio because of this, that, and the other. And at the end of the day, you're the one that pays. Nobody else can change it for you. Nobody else convince you to do it, but you pay for it in the long run. You pay for those pairs of shoes to go on a walk today. 
you pay for the gas to go into your work one or two days a week if they offer that. Yeah, it's going to be expensive for the shoes. It's going to be expensive for the gas, but you get a return on both of those investments. And those are just a couple examples. So Heidi, a couple quick thoughts before we wrap it up, because there's a lot more to this, but I just want to give you a couple ideas that I shared today. Well, I'm, hi, my name's Heidi and I have burnout. <laughs> Welcome, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. And I can tell you right now that when you're burned out, like nothing's nothing goes well <laughs> when you're burned and, out, you, you get really good at looking for the exit but i tell you what there's a lot of truth in this and i think that sometimes we kind of do this like check the box like you know when somebody says oh i'm struggling and you're like okay well are you eating right are you going to sleep are you exercising and you're like yes i i I'm, I've done all that just I'm in doing my this and I'm doing yeah, that. that. But, <laughs> um, but I think that like, I love how you said that, like making a decision to say, I don't, I don't want to feel like this. There's, there's a quote that I really like that kind of goes along. Like um, nothing changes until nothing changes. Like, Nothing changes if nothing changes and something has to, like, you have to hate what is to be willing to change it. You, you have to hate how it is more than you hate the effort that it's going to take to change it, which, which does feel so much like it feels super burdensome to actually make those changes. And so I like how you've broken it down. And I think that as I look over this, it does kind of overwhelm me because I think to myself, like, I'm already so tapped out. I don't even know how I can add time to take care of this problem. Um, but it's actually just, it's just ha changing the intention because we're there anyway. It's just like, are we intentionally or, or are we just letting the habit take over so that we can just like slip it into, slip it in, yeah. into well, autopilot? I have two things to add to what you just said. Maybe some of you have heard the saying, but it goes along the lines of sacrifice is merely giving up something good for something better. So when you're burned out, you don't feel like you have energy to sacrifice anymore. That's kind of part of the deal. Well, there's obviously a problem if you don't see that you putting energy into the, the things that are going to give you a return on that energy investment, like exercise and stuff like that. If you don't see that as being an investment and instead of it's a nuisance or an irritant or a struggle, then yes, it's going to be really difficult. And this saying, I believe I made this up. I've never heard anyone say this. I've been saying this for years. This is the time in counseling sessions where I tell people when they tell me I'm burned out. And, I, and then instead of asking them a bunch of questions about what they do, because I'm very, you know, me about questions. Okay. I don't lead with questions. I just said, please tell me all the things you're currently doing to avoid being burnt out or change it. They'd say, well, I used to do this. I used to, I still do this a little bit. They're just trying to like bargain. They're trying to like convince the judge that they didn't do the crime. Like they're doing enough. Right. And as they start talking about it, I usually end up at some point saying, 
it sounds like what you're doing right now is your uncomfortable comfort zone. You're thinking about doing a lot. It tires you out and you end up not having the energy to do most of the good ideas and the things that you thought about. You've done them in the past. You done them last week for a day or two, but it's not a structure. It's not a system. It's not a plan. It's not written down. It's not something that you're saying, I have to do this because I can get more burned out. A lot of times it's easy to go like, I'm already at the bottom. What's the point of, you know, I got too far to climb. Oh, you can always get more burned out. You can always get more stressed. You can always have more anxiety. You can always have more depression. I've never heard someone say I'm overdosing on peace and happiness. That's that's super true. I just, I just wrote down that, like, are you in an uncomfortable comfort zone? It's, it's so, so true. Because how scary is the unknown? We're like, well, if I try to put all this money into my physical or mental emotional well-being, what if it doesn't work? That's the unknown. The, the known is I feel like crap, but at least it's not scary because I know what to expect. That's the uncomfortable comfort zone. How many people have stayed in relationships that they knew weren't good for them, but they didn't want to go dating at the certain age they were, or they don't know anyone that they're attracted to? How many people want to quit a job because the job is unhealthy for them, but they stay there. They're, they become a disgruntled employee. And when you ask them why they don't leave, they go, you know, I got to pay my bills, this and that going on. That's the definition of an uncomfortable comfort zone. You, you have here um, on, I'm, I was just looking over the presentation, which, which Brandon, you, you did a great job. It, it looks really nice. Um, it says burnout is a notification. Yep. Um, and I really love that little nugget that you have taught me over the years to all of us um, a lot, a lot of times is that when something is happening, it's not like this is your sign to stop forever, or this is your sign, you know, that you're right or, or wrong or validation. It's a notification that something needs to be done. And, um, you know, frankly, I've had the alarms going off for a long time. I think even if we were to zoom out and just talk about like COVID and, and, all of the things that have affected our, our community. Wait, are you saying um, you silenced your notifications? I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> I think I no, just, you just swipe it back up. Just swipe up. Just, Hey, it's I don't want to see come it. down again tomorrow. You swipe it up again. Silence your notifications. That's unknowingly. That's what you did is what you're saying, right? Yeah. And it, this is one of those. You just can't outrun. You're going to pay for it. You're going to pay extra. Yeah, it's a race that doesn't have a finish line. A lot of interest. A lot of interest on this, on this credit card. When, yeah, when you, don't head, when you don't take your burnout head on and take it serious, like the real challenge that it is, oh, you'll never finish the race. It always feels like someone keeps on moving the finish line every time you get close. Okay. Well, as promised, we didn't want to give you too much information so that we don't get burned out because Heidi and I have been doing a lot of processing, a lot of emotion. Frankly, Dave is burned out already, guys. He's <laughs> burned out off of my burnout. It's fine. Tired. <laughs> Heidi's got to be tired of expressing emotion. 
I'm when not. When I cause people, when my burnout is contagious, guys, it's bad. <laughs> you guys, my emotional cardio is very high. So I can take a lot of people's emotions. The problem that I have is when after I took on a lot of people's emotions and I talk for a while, then I'm like, I'm tired of hearing myself talking. I just get tired of hearing myself because I'm like, <laughs> even though I think I'm giving some pretty good sound advice, it's just like this echo. You know, when you have headphones on, you hear yourself talk. That's how I feel when I talk for too long. So I have no problem listening to people. But man, if I talk for a while, you guys may not believe this because it sounds like I could talk for days. I want to slap myself. I'm like, okay, shut up. That's enough. Time out. I want to pull my cord. Sometimes when David's really right, I want to slap him too. Right. You should. That's right. You should. Okay, you guys. Well, you guys. Thank you so much. Hopefully you got some nuggets from that. Absolutely. And, you, you know, thanks for showing up and listening even – even when you maybe don't feel like you want to, <laughs> or you feel like you should learn, you should already know all these things, right? You've been a long time listener. You should know all these things. And so you shouldn't have to hear it anymore, but um, you keep showing up because you know that we're, that we're human and that we have that opportunity of just continuously learning and hopefully continuously improving so thank you for being here thank you for listening and thank you for helping us to light the burnout fight oh yes and thank you to one of your contacts and lingoeyewear.com go visit them for your contacts use promo codes like the fight yes 